Hi, welcome to the I Am a Kingdom Influencer radio broadcast. I am your host, Elder Corlette James, and I am so happy to be able to connect with you in the airwaves on today. Now sit back, buckle up, and let's meet today's influencers. Well, um, this is Elder Coilette James, and I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to the I Am a Kingdom Influencer. This broadcast is dedicated to impacting the lives of others and building kingdom legacy. As we talk about on the, on the regular on this show, it is not just about being in leadership and having followers. It is about impacting the lives of those you come into contact and building kingdom legacy. So I am so excited today to welcome to our show a man that is no stranger to impacting the lives of those he comes into contact with, Mr. Peruse of Beer. And we are so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just, you know, kind of give us some background because you have um, a different backdrop to who you are and what you do. So just kind of, you know, let our audience know who you are, basically. Um, I'm uh, Iranian, a Jewish uh, believer, Christian. Okay. A Messianic Jew, however you want to put it. Um, and uh, I never thought I'd be here <laughs> when I just told you because uh, I was raised uh, in a conservative Jewish family in, in Iran. Uh, I came to the States in 1975 to go to school. And uh, it's been an adventure um, uh, all around. Uh, and I had an encounter with the Messiah uh, in 1985. And... Um, uh, what uh, uh, adventure that uh, he has walked me through is just amazing because uh, uh, between uh, jobs, building a couple of businesses, uh, building a business with a, a former partner and a, a friend from uh, our congregation, we built a business from two people in the garage to 160 employees. Wow. And uh, we, we served the banking industry. We had over 300 bank clients. And um, some of the challenges that faced with that, and uh, even though you can be people of faith, there's still differences that come into play. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes there are necessary separations and that. Uh, you know, in your life, you always wonder why. And uh, the, it was a challenge when the process began uh, for us to separate and go through mediation and all that. that thankfully, we parted uh, peacefully. Um, and uh, there were other challenges because influence of the two people on each other for that, that long is... Uh, then then get separating is akin to divorce mm -hmm. of uh, a close relationship. And it was very tough. Just the onset of it was uh, very tough. And uh, uh, because having those employees in that company, to me personally, were like, I'm, I'm responsible for them. Uh, 
and responsible for their livelihood. And uh, being careful not to make a mistake that would impact the whole business. Right. And impact the people on there. And then uh, uh, tears of, uh, you know, sadness, uh, which comes with like a mourning process in one sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting through it, realizing that there's this season of your life that you're called to do something. And that season also is schooling mm-hmm. and education mm-hmm. for where uh, it's going to lead you next. And um, that process of putting that behind, uh, is the word process, uh, just um, emotionally, spiritually, physically processing what transpired and say, okay, that, I learned this lesson from this situation, I learned that lesson from that situation. Right. And one of the things that uh, for me um, was, again, it goes back to my faith. Each day through that process, there was a kiss from the Lord, from God. He told me, it's okay. Yes, nothing is perfect. You're not perfect, but I'm walking you through this and just hold my hand. I'll get you through it. And um, getting on the other side of it and then uh, putting me in a situation where uh, realizing that all the skills, all the uh, lessons that he had learned from building that business translated into where he's taking me next. Mm. Um, The adventure... Uh, to the next stage began uh, when I was uh, on a trip in it to Israel um, back in 2015. Well, things were in turmoil with my former business. We hadn't separated yet. He put me in touch, uh, one of my friends, my, through my brother and uh, a pastor of a congregation in Israel, I was put in touch with a gentleman uh, with an organization called Israel First Fruits. Okay. His name is Mordechai Weisman. And it's amazing how the pieces fit together. I won't go into detail for that, but it was just divine providence to met, meet this man and began, began discussing some challenges I was going through, some of the things they were doing because of the organization's purpose was to help uh, business people, uh, uh, Arab Christians, Jewish, uh, Messianic Jews in Israel um, gain a footing in the marketplace to bring the kingdom with them to the marketplace, uh, to be able to set an example of what it is to serve your clients, mm-hmm. serve your employees, serve in leadership, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to take, 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 oh, right. what's it, how many dollars can I get, how many mm-hmm. shekels in the, mm-hmm. in the case of Israel. But what are, what are you called for? And uh, what it means, and he kept using the word kingdom business. And I'm sitting there, kingdom business? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Explain to me. He put me in touch with uh, another brother uh, who, in Ohio who had been involved. And uh, he uh, started telling me about um, uh, the gentleman uh, from the islands. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe's book. Mm-hmm. So he said, this is the material. I got the books and ferociously read them, through them. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, oh my gosh, I lived through this. 
Mm. I lived through the process of built, uh, you know, coming together, praying over every little aspect of the business. Mm. Prayed over getting the appointments. Prayed over the appointments. Prayed over writing, writing software. Mm. Every line of code, every piece. Uh, watching, you know, mistakes show up. Mm-hmm. And the mistakes would show up such a way that they, they were not endangering the customers. You, the Lord, would, God would show up to wow. fix the problems. Mm-hmm. Then the, watching how we wouldn't get certain clients and wonder why and then come back later and say, it's better you didn't get that one. <laughs> and then uh, there are situations you sat there and like, you said, this, this should become a client. And, but there were, you know, they wouldn't. And then a couple months later, something would happen to them. Mm-hmm. And they said, did you jinx us or something? He said, no, we just prayed. And he became a customer. Wow. Wow. And uh, watching those things. And then uh, in the context of uh, speaking to my friend Mordechai, realizing he had been through similar experiences with a, an interesting business that was uh, manufacturing cell phone antennas in Israel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person who was the founder, Manifaith, came from U.S., uh, from Motorola, an engineer, built a very successful business and supported uh, uh, people in a very poor area of the country. And he described to me the differences between kingdom business, Mm -hmm. business run by people of faith, Mm -hmm. and business as a ministry, Mm. where... uh, a, man of, a person of faith running a business looks like the rest of the world. Yes. They, yes. they use metrics and they work with people just like the rest of the world. And right. in some cases, they mistreat people just like the rest of the business in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Then there's business as a ministry, which really should be a ministry. Don't even the name of the business because the business needs to be profitable and benefit employees and their clients right. and uh, have that mindset. And here comes the kingdom business. Kingdom business looks at the people who are finding the business, found the business, and are called into it. Equipped. Provisions. uh, And so on and so forth. And in cases, uh, some of those businesses actually multiply, not not grow 5-10% a year. There have been situations where they grow just like the scripture talks about it, 30, 60, 100 fold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the passages that Mordechai um, uh, cited to me is in Genesis, where Isaac is with the Philistines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's contemplating going to Egypt because there's a drought. Yeah. And the Lord speaks to him, says, no, you stay here. And during that drought, his uh, plants multiplied hundredfold. Correct. And um, again, it has to do where we are in, in our walk with him and um, all the scriptures come into play, you know, entrusting him and him entrusting us. And sometimes things happen in spite of ourselves because, you know, we fall flat. True. And then he's glorified because he's the one who does it. And uh, in talking to my friend in Ohio, who introduced me to Miles Monroe's material, actually it was the other day. So I said, how's it going with the 
with the, his new business. He, he went through some challenges with a former partner and he separated out and actually it was a comfort to me talking about, uh, you know, people walking you through, mm-hmm. God sending people to walk you through the challenges you're facing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> he said he'd been trying to build this consulting practice for five years. He was making some money and he was ready to give up. Literally last year, he was thinking of closing up because he got tired of it. He was not having fun and uh, it just wasn't growing. And uh, when he threw his hands, his hands up, the Lord provided a couple of people, friends that came in and the, they brought a suggestion with them to do something mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And this past year, business has grown. And uh, sometimes we have to realize we, we need to be in a state of desperation. With, uh, we realize that when it happens, it's not us that did it. It's exactly, him. exactly. He gets all the glory, all the glory. I have to tell you that I'm listening to you and my spirit is just leaping within because for since 2005, I've taught what... Um, God had given me called Kingdom Empowerment Seminars, and it's it's dealing with um, business from that kingdom perspective, from the fact of knowing that, to me, entrepreneurship for the Christian, quote unquote, is um, a call. It is not just that, you know, we definitely know we always want our businesses to be profitable and what have you, because that's how we furnish and, and go back and help supply the kingdom. But um, it, it is a call. It is not with the mindset that it's just about money and what have you. And the things that you have described on your walk and on your journey just plays right into um, the book. I have to send you my book. <laughs> I have to send you my Please. book so that you can see what I'm saying, because it starts off with servanthood and goes through to leadership and what have you. But um, that is phenomenal. What I, what I take from what you have shared thus far is your ability to see the, the greater good in your business, to know that it is important that you pray over your decisions, you pray over what you're doing for your clients, your customers, as well as those that are in your care as your employees. That's the whole premise about being a kingdom influencer, that it is not just your bottom line, it is about impact impacting the lives of the people that you are touching along the way. And those people are on both sides. It is not just the employees or not just the clients, but each one is equally valuable to what God has called you to. So I love that. There's one more. Okay. Your suppliers. Mm. Mm. That's the third angle of this. Wow. Um, at one point, I was um, involved with a group called C12, which uh, um, is ministry to CEOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar with C12, yes. And that they, they talk about those three prompts. Mm-hmm. You know, your clients, your, your employees, and your vendors. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's easy to overlook. But that, you know, having the vendor... Uh, that's providing you, making sure you pay them on time. Mm-hmm. That, that's quite a, a story. If you know, being upfront with them, uh, if something's not working, make sure they know mm-hmm. and work with them, and create that trust relationship with each those each of those people. And in some cases, when you're a startup and uh, you're going after venture, 
then you also have to have that trust relationship with the people who are financing you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, it goes all around. And uh, it's critical to have strong relationships with them. And one thing that's even more important is that when things go wrong, mm. how do you handle it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's in those fires that the relationships are strengthened. And uh, I just, one of the things that was um, just thanking God for that, is that many times we made mistakes yes. with, with our uh, bank clients mm -hmm. and uh, owning up to it and then recovering and making sure it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. So that went a long way. And that's where you f they find out what you're made of. You know, they that spirit that of integrity that yeah. that is is vital that is vital you know like you said if there is something that's wrong or goes wrong own up to it you know um because god will he's in that he is in that when we walk in in that place of character and integrity and honesty then we allow the holy spirit in our sphere of what is going on and at that point then whatever was broken or didn't quite come together god can take that mess and turn it into something really phenomenal so that's that's incredible so i, I just i want to hear a little bit more about first fruits that intrigues me the messianic comp the um, community coming together and recognizing and understanding the importance of the messiah being in the midst of what they're doing talk a little bit about that um the let me point that out through my own personal experiences because that plays right into what what that uh, ministry means when i came to faith um in, in for the most part my family shunned me mm. and worse yet their perspective of um uh, a christian or a messianic jew is a poor, pitiful person that uh, he needs to hold on to a false anchor in their mind mm. that they can't rely on themselves. It was pretty bad to the point that I, my mom uh, had uh, notepads that he, she'd, go, she'd gone in and in there written nasty notes to me. Mm. That you're always going to stay poor, you're always going to be desperate, you're always going to be um, uh, naive and people are going to you know, I take advantage of you. And um, that, that's the perspective that happens with the uh, Muslim background believers who come to faith. Basically, they're, they're in the minds of their family and that their community, they're lowest of the low. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's interesting is the phenomenon happens where as we built a business and um, succeeded my wife and I their view changed and what goes in their mind uh, and culturally is that if you're successful in your field of endeavor and it's not necessarily with wealth it could be your professor and you're teaching and you're very successful and so on and so mm -hmm. forth mm -hmm. then they start looking at you as you're blessed by God mm. the dynamic changes where um, you're able to influence them in the kingdom. 
they may not they may not accept what you believe but they look at you and listen and observe they can't deny the fruits of what is going on correct and so uh just tie that into a story um of uh this your sister uh uh, who is a mom just to protect her name um this person uh of jewish background came to faith initially she became a missionary to mexico Mm -hmm. and reaching the mexican poor and orphans um what that culture needs is the sense of humility and uh, not being a show off and that that's how you reach them mm-hmm. um she got married uh with a young mexican gentleman they moved to california long behold they found out uh he's of jewish descent they felt a call and they moved to israel with the hopes to reach their, you know, build relationships and reach people for uh, the Messiah. Nothing was happening. He decides to get the job, and she uh, gets a call from a Jewish friend of hers that I have my son needs to learn English. Would you teach English? Well, that one student uh, to teach English turned to five, to ten, fifteen, and then she called the girlfriend. Says, "Can you come help?" 15 turns to 20, 30, 50. And they get to a point that the income gets to a certain level that uh, at that level, the Israeli government uh, would be charging what's called a value to add a tax. And when that happened, uh, they were like looking at this as, wait a minute, that means we have to give money, our own money away. Not only lose, you have to put money in because you covered the taxes. They're connected with Israel First Fruits uh, through Grapevine. I don't know how they found out, but uh, God, God opened the door. They said they had this issue. Uh, Israel First Fruits um, organized attorneys and uh, accountants around them. And uh, they walked them through and they got it straightened out so the business can grow. They uh, recommended that, they, look, we have a uh, business forum and business competition when to enter it. Uh, top prize is $10,000 that can help your business. Mm-hmm. And uh, the friend was saying, like, I've never done a business presentation. This is not me. So well, we'll help you. So they put the uh, presentations together and so on and so forth. And uh, the day that she's supposed to present, she's uh, standing in the hotel room ironing her suit, business suit. And she's arguing with, with the Lord. She says, I thought I was coming here to witness for you. I'm sitting there ironing business suit. That's not me. The answer came back and says, if I had sent you to a village in Africa and you had to wear African garb, you would have done it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you to wear business garb because that's, that's the tribe you're trying to reach. Yes, yes. And that when she shared that, that like, oh my gosh, a light went, went inside my own head that, that I've been doing that naturally, but didn't know what I was doing. Wow. And realizing what the calling has been. And she did win, by the way. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, that, that business has grown tremendously. Uh, okay. And uh, they're gentle with their influence and uh, relationships and uh, other spiritual ha- things are happening. 
And she shared that. She shared that in that culture, they're not looking for you to be humble. They're looking to see you're gutsy and you're right. building the business. Right, or right. right, right. You know, a, a, um, God has strategic general, so to speak, in, in every situation, in, in every sphere of life that he wants to release. I am a, a strong proponent of the seven mountains of societal influence. I believe in that. And I believe that we, as the body of Christ, are called to be influential in those seven mountains. My, my philosophy there is the fact that if we are to establish the kingdom of God in this earth realm, how will we do that if we do not have a seat at the table of influence, at the table where decisions are being made. We cannot impact or affect the outcome of situations unless we have a seat at that table. So uh, I, I fully can grasp and understand what you were saying about, you know, th this is that business sphere. So you have to go in there doing business, conducting business. You know, you may be doing it in the name of the Lord, but you are conducting business and you have to know your audience. Basically, you have to know those people that you're speaking to. So that's a phenomenal, that's a great, great story. It really, really is. You I'd know, love to hear more about that Seven Mountains. So is that in your book? Uh, actually, I'm writing the book for the Seven Mountains now. Um, it's, it's part of my thesis <laughs> for, okay. for, uh, for school right this moment. But yes, I am in the midst of writing that right now. But uh, Bill Johnson, Pastor Bill Johnson, back in, I believe it was like 1975, he and another young lady um, started this for the body of Christ. And, and what's really interesting is the world took off on it and the body of Christ shrink, shrunk back from it because it, it encompasses family, religion, arts and entertainment, the media, business. Um, um, what am I missing here? <sighs> it's escaping me right now. I'm sorry. Huh? Government? Government. Yes, 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 yes. Government. So um, because of that, you know, the body, the church will tell you, well, you shouldn't be in the media. You shouldn't be in arts and entertainment. Uh, business should be kept separate from your belief system. Um, all these different things. And, and unfortunately, the body of Christ contain themselves in the four walls of the church. And God never told us to do that. He told us to go out. He told us to go out. We yes. come into the four walls because we need to be built up. We need to be educated so that we are effective when we go out. He did yeah. not call us to just hover and, and not do anything because now you cut off your effectiveness. So mm -hmm. um, I, it, it just, it hurts. It saddens my heart to see that people have not taken the time to really study the scriptures and get into the word of God and understand the call that God has on our lives. And so in the business arena, that's near and dear to my heart. It always has been. Um, but the other ones, we cannot leave those out as well. It is vitally important. And, and what people fail to realize is according to the word of God, we are the church. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we we are to go out. It is not the building in which you congregate. <laughs> that's the church. We come together collectively to build each other up. And my pastor calls it God school. We come in to learn of God. We come in to be built up. We come in to be equipped so that we are effective when we go out. So 
um, that's that's important. That's very very important. You know what's interesting is that I don't know how much time we have. It's, We're coming to the end, but go ahead. It's easy for uh, people in the church to grasp missionaries going out to certain tribes. But they don't realize that the media is a tribe. Yes, it is. Government is a tribe. Yes, yes. Business is a tribe. And Absolutely. there are people being sent out to those tribes as well. Yes, yes, yes. Well said. Well said. That is so, so very, very true. Um, we, we have to stop our limited thinking. We serve an infinite God. There is no limitation to the God that we serve, you know. So for us to, in our little finite minds, try to limit his impact and his, how he does things, you know, his, his way of doing things will always be far above anything that we can fathom, okay, that, because that's who he is. That's who he is. And so therefore, because we are a his creation, we were created to show forth his nature. We were created to subdue, take dominion of this earth realm, to properly represent him here as his ambassadors, as kingdom builders. Um, and so until we can grasp that fully, we limit our capacity to expand. So um Gosh, this has been great. I have to have you on again. I have to have you on again because we are out of time, but this has been phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you for making a difference. Thank you, Thank you for, for having me. An influencer. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and we will definitely do this again. So just, uh, I always like to close my show by allowing my guests to impart words of wisdom to my audience. So what would you say to them? Get in God's word and stay there. <laughs> awesome. Now that's real. <laughs> that's I'm wisdom. I'm myself too. I have to go <laughs> that is wisdom. You cannot go wrong if you do that. You cannot go wrong. Thank you so much, Peruz, for coming on. I really, thank really appreciate it. And again, thank you for what you're doing to influence your sphere of influence seriously thank you so much all right it has been a pleasure well i thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's edition of i am a kingdom influencer remember you have the ability to impact the lives of every person you come in contact with it starts with a smile and a hello give value to the people you meet have a god blessed day bye-bye Thank you for joining me for this edition of I Am a Kingdom Influencer. And remember, you have the ability to impact the lives of all those you come in contact with. You are a Kingdom Influencer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Dot com. <laughs>